My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. <laughs> Impeccable timing. Wow. I mean, how I, many traffic laws did you break? I, I broke every traffic <laughs> law known to man. First of all, I want to start off by saying this. This, uh, you see how it has it, it's the, uh, you can't see it. I, I'm out. Oh, because of the green screen. Oh, man, that is awful. I, I can't show it to you, but this I is. I can make you all naked in there for a second. Oh, please don't do me naked. Don't make me naked. I mean, green screen naked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do that for a second. Right. So, my friend. Uh-oh, he's going to make me. Got me this watch. There, there you go. go. You can't see it. But this is a Glock watch. So I wear it all the time. And I couldn't figure out, by the way, why we couldn't see it <laughs> on the video. Because he's like, you're not wearing my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, brother, I wear your watch all the time. Okay, un, un make me naked. There we go. Um, Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we are your hosts. I'm Ash Epp. And I am uh, Muhammad Abdullah. Oh, for the Eminem. No, no, no. That's Eminem. That's Eminem. Yo, yo, yo. From 8 Mile. No, uh, I figured I'd give him a shout out, uh, make him watch the podcast with us this morning, um, but he's, he's not there yet. We've we're, we're, we got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, and, we do. And I, and I, show. and I've, um, yeah, packed, packed. And what we're talking about today is probably one of the scariest things. And there's, there's, what's happening is that there is global consensus. Democrats, Republicans, even liberals, other countries are piping in. Other countries are supposed to be our allies are piping in. But before, before we say any of that, I am getting. A couple. I got a couple of nice emails from people, oh. and um, I got I got I got emails from people and that are State Department employees or State Department employees, people that I've known for a long time overseas. I've gotten secret messages from people that are in positions of trust and authority for my piece on RT. Oh, yeah. For RT News. Now, for those of you that don't know, the, the, the U.S. government has pretty much banned RT News, right? Didn't mm -hmm. they pull them off the cable networks and things like that? Yep. Can't tell Russia's side of the story. Can't tell any narrative other than the mainstream narrative about Ukraine. 
So I, I, you know, I actually want to play this because I, you know, I was called and they asked me to come on to RT News, and I've done a couple of guest appearances on RT News, and uh, but we're talking about foreign policy. Now I eviscerate the apparatus of the U.S. government because what most of you don't know when you go about your daily lives is you don't know the amount of damage the CIA and our government does to other nations. When Hillary Clinton uh, collected a couple billion dollars when Haiti was in total disrepair, and that couple billion dollars never made it to Haiti. By the way, a couple billion dollars could almost rebuild the entire place. But none of those funds got there. When I was in the Middle East and Africa, I saw NGOs where money would funnel into those organizations by the hundreds of millions of dollars, and yet nothing would come of it. Never reaches the people. Never reaches the people. I remember being in a hotel, going back and forth into a, a place that, in Kenya, there's a there's a place where the Sabaki River, the the uh, you know the, the, that part is called the Galana River, but Sabaki River, which goes down from Mount Kenya, all the way through, and then it exits onto the sea between Malindi and Mombasa on the seaboard, the eastern seaboard of, of Kenya. And um, it sits, and this part sits just below Somalia. It sits just below um, the uh, Horn of Africa. Okay, for those of you that don't have any geographical understanding of where it is, East Africa, just below the Horn. Okay. And I would go visit these NGOs, and I was asked to write these white papers. And guess how many of them were solving problems? The ones that you were writing. How many, how many organizations, NGOs were? Oh, no. Nice. And I would have to stay in this hotel, and you'd have, you'd have and, and this is going to be important as we start to talk about the perversion of the church. Mm. Because pastors, people of faith, and these faith-driven NGOs that are laundering money, and not all of them. Now, there are some amazing organizations over there. Youth for Christ International. Amazing organization which has Youth for Christ USA and things like that. And the reason why I'm making this deviation is because we, we have literally stopped progress in at least half of the nations around the world. Most of those in African nations where we cause war and conflict because if you have war and conflict, you can get access to natural resources. Well, the difference between the U.S. and, and China, and by the way, I'm no fan of China. I'm not. It's not a democracy like that the basement dweller Pelosi says it is, right? No. One of the freest country societies in the world, she says. I think we have that cut, don't we? Do we have that cut? I'll send it to you if we don't. Yeah. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to play that six-minute clip with it on RT. I got it. Can we play it? And I want you guys to hear it, and I want you to understand that I stop in the middle of it, and I said, look, I'm an American. I am proud to be an American. But Americans are left behind, too. And I think this is an important picture because what I was painting for the rest of the world, the tens of millions of people that actually watch RT News, and I'm going to tell you something, they have a higher viewership globally than Fox News. So let's, let's go ahead and play this. It's six minutes long, so I'm just going to tell you up front it's six minutes long. Let's play it in its entirety, and you'll notice at the very end I get a little plug in. Everybody pay attention at the very end, I get a little plug. Okay, let's go live now to Joe Altman, host of the Conservative Daily Podcast. 
Uh, Joe, Anthony Blinken's trip occurred shortly after Sergei Lavrov was warmly welcomed by several African countries. What's your take on that timing? Well, I think that uh, he is reaping the product of decades of uh, deceit manipulation by the U.S. apparatus, and they're trying to basically measure the effects of, of that visit and whether or not they're going to have to do any damage control going into the future and what kind of if any appetite African nations have for any U.S. promises that they're going to make today that they will not fulfill tomorrow. Yeah, and, and Blinken has also claimed that the U.S. will not dictate Africa's choices. However, he went on to accuse Russia of exploiting the instability in Africa. Do you think that the U.S. will actually respect any foreign policy choices that these African countries make? You know, I got to tell you, I spent a lot of time in the Middle East and Africa, and I don't think that the U.S. has ever respected the sovereignty of other nations. And when they talk about destabilization, they can look no further than themselves. And the sad part about what the U.S. says is it's just a bunch of rhetoric. And look, I'm, I'm an American, and I'm proud to be an American, but the apparatus within the U.S. government has long been a destabilizing force and almost putting you know, Africa in a place where they can't grow, they can't uh, excel at the same rate that other countries across the world um, are growing and, and that has a lot more to do with their natural resources and how they can get access to those resources. So, no, I don't believe they respect the sovereignty um, of any decisions that they make. And, I, and, I, and I'm actually fearful that it's going to become a tug of war and the people of, of those African natives, 54 nations, are the ones that are going to suffer. Right. And also in its new strategy for sub-Saharan Africa, the White House has failed to mention its European allies. Do you think the U.S. will take into account their interests or will they ignore them? You know, the, the U.S. Uh, uh, foreign policy has long been the, the rabid dog that's your friend that is your friend until it's not your friend. And that goes for people in the United States as well. It's not just a, a problem for foreign nations. Um, so, no, I don't think that they're going to put any of their interests. And, and when, you, when you talk about interests, you have to be very, very specific about the interests that they're going to represent if not their partners in, in your, their European partners, it may be that they will you know, represent the interests of the select few that happen to live in those areas or domicile in those areas. But even the American people are left behind by the decisions made by this bloated uh, government in the United States. And to that point, the White House also blames Russia and China for global instability. Right. So to what extent is the U.S. able to make such accusations? I don't think they can. We can we can actually look at a country called Sudan. And uh, many people that listen to your station understand what happened in Sudan. There was a referendum vote. They split the country in half. And in between that country was the Abiy district, which is the oil rich district. And Sudan was long a partner of the United States until uh, President al-Bashir stood up to U.S. interests and said, no, we're not going to do that. And so this, the, the chaos and instability that ensued and the propaganda that was spread across the globe and obviously the ICC indictments that were proven to be false, and they just kept their finger on it. So any instability that we've seen thus far has typically been the, uh, at the hands of, of U.S. interests, CIA interests, FBI, I would say not FBI, but uh, you know, shadow interests. And so the, the chaos that's been created in those nations has largely, largely been a part of uh, the Western strategy in order to take natural resources. And do you think, based on what you've seen, that Blinken's visit to South Africa uh, will, uh, to affect Pretoria's relations with its BRIC partners, do you think it's going to affect that, uh, including Russia and China? 
No, I actually think that the, the BRICS partnership is going to grow and you're going to end up seeing it. You know, BRICS represents obviously the names of the, the different partner nations. I think it's going to grow to an alphabet. And one of the things that I've, I've been just, uh, you know, holding my, just gritting my teeth going, this cannot happen, is that I think for the first time in history, the U.S. is going to have to come to roost with all the decisions they made up to this point. And the African nation, especially South Africa, does not trust the United States. Uh, many nations don't trust the United States. So what's going to happen throughout all this, if I had if I had to guess, is that you'll have certain partner nations that stand on the side of the United States, and then you're going to have a large group that starts to migrate towards supporting China, Russia, and some of the other countries that are represented in the BRICS uh, environment. In that respect, then, what do you think the U.S. strategy will be for Africa in terms of considering China's growing influence as well? Well, China's influence over Russia has been there for a long time. The thing about China that, that people fail to, to realize is that China's always had an equally yoked opportunity for what is in their interest and what they want to give to the people in the environment that they're trying to help. And so it's, it's uh, you know, they've been there for decades. They've done things like build roads, infrastructure, things the United States has failed to do. And so I don't think that the influence that China has, uh, I think that the people of Africa are, are very grateful for that. And if you look just past all of the technological advancements and the, the things that uh, China's done individually for different nations and for the continent of Africa, I think that uh, the U.S. is going to have a hard time based on the fact that they've failed to deliver on any promises for nearly decades. Uh, cutting through and uh, you know pulling uh, China out of their partnerships with many of those nations. So when it comes to South Africa's partnership with BRICS countries, is there anything that the United States can offer, do you think, as an alternative to that? I think that individually you'll see the United States start offering different incentives to individuals and seeing if they can use money or power or, or some of the, you know, they have a greed metrics that they use. Um, to influence individual characters. But I think as a whole, I think the country has has decided that they're going to move past the United States um, and recognizing that they they just have never delivered. And the people in power within the United States have, 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 have soundly not delivered for the American people either. And so we are, I don't think anything the United States does right now will be seen as anything other than a grandstanding and making empty promises that they will near into the future uh, not be able to deliver on. Joe Altman, host of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> so did you, get, did you guys catch that? The, I got the God bless you out before they could cut me off. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> that, that was spot, I mean, spot on. And it's uncomfortable, right? As you know, I've, I've loved America my entire life. I still do. I love the U.S. Constitution, and I am loyal to it. But the U.S. federal government is a criminal enterprise. And what we've seen in, in what they've done with not just in Africa, but it's a great example of empty promises and, and of... You War know, we, and instability. We talk, you talked about Haiti mm. and the billions of dollars that went into Haiti that never reached the people of Haiti, went into the Clinton Foundation and was washed to go back into the pockets, the pockets of the, the Clintons. That's what they do. And the rest of the world recognizes that now. This is, uh, you know, a couple decades of very, very dangerous U.S. policy that has enriched a few at the expense of a many. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing that we need to understand that we should understand collectively as people: the amount of havoc and chaos 
that America has caused other nations with these people that are off the rails, and they recruit sociopaths and psychopaths. That's, that's what they recruit. And we're going to talk a lot about what's happening with the IRS and mm -hmm. the fact they're telling them that you, you'll be able to use deadly force. It, these are almost dog whistles for you'll be able to come in and terrorize Americans. Mm -hmm. and, but they've been terrorizing people around the world. They've perfected it. And, and what we're seeing in the United States is unprecedented, not from the perspective of what they did in raiding President Trump, but what they're doing to the average American and stripping you of opportunity and peddling lie after lie after lie after lie. Escalating every every single day. There's a, a quote from Ayn Rand, who, of course, wrote Atlas Shrugged, wrote The Fountainhead, uh, no, well-known atheist uh, but very liberty focused author and if we could pull up a one please I just want to want to read this quote when you see that in order to produce you need to obtain pr permission from men who produce nothing when you see that money is flowing not to those to those who deal not in goods but in favors. When you see that men get richer by graft and pull than by work, and your laws don't protect you against them, but protect them against you. When you see corruption being rewarded and honesty becoming a self-sacrifice, you may know that your society is doomed. That was in 1957. Yeah, that's from Atlas Shrugged. And so as we think about, uh, you know, do we do we know if our society is doomed? Let's 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 just throw up a two, if you would, Mr. Producer. This is the the big man. Oh, is that? It's just a. You don't have the video. It's a, it should be a video. It's not we a don't video. have the video. Okay, okay. so a two is not a video. Give me yeah, it's in Signal. But he's he's not able to put his coat on. Yeah. Um, so there's there's news coming in that I'm just seeing. I'm trying to get the information on that, but it looks like uh, shots were fired at an FBI building. I don't know if that's true or not. Somebody just said it was. Um, I'm checking to see if that's true. Fired FBI. And while while we're looking for that, why don't we put up B17 and you can see what the narrative is in in uh, in the back the no, the aftermath of the raid. Uh, what the what the mainstream mockingbird media narrative is. Go ahead. ABC News. There's been a strong reaction to the raid on extremists and QAnon-related forums. Sources say there's been a strong reaction to the raid on extremists and QAnon-related forums. Sources also telling ABC News there's been a strong reaction from some extreme groups online, including QAnon and other groups. There's been a strong reaction to the raid on extremists <laughs> and QAnon-related forums, including those that were active before January 6th. Including those that were active prior to January 6th. Including those that were active prior to January 6th. Involved in the January 6th insurrection. Including those that were active prior to the January 6th riot. Some have been calling for violence and even a civil war. Some of them include calls for violence and even a civil war. Some of them include calls for violence in online forums and even civil war. This was the top comment on the search on the pro-Trump site, The Donald, last night. Quote, lock and load with references to a civil war talking very violently about civil war searches for civil war spikes they're talking about civil war civil war silver war civil war civil war civil war <laughs> this is the kind of violent <laughs> uh, uh, I, hey listen to me it wouldn't be a civil war let's start there it's not going to be a civil war It'd be a revolutionary war It'll be a revolution against evil. 
Number one. Number two, the only people that have gone to violence have been the radical left. Now, there is a line in the sand. And we know these are weak people. We know these are evil people. We know these are people who are trying to destroy and kill your families. There will be a, there will be a point that we get to as a country where we decide to stand up and say no. Yeah. That we go, no, we're done. You're done. You have enslaved us enough. See, we don't have liberty. We have the perception of liberty. Right. Anytime that you fear, anytime you fear your government, anytime that fear is the first thing that comes to mind when someone knocks at your door, anytime that the IRS can come in and act with impunity, anytime they can sell your roads and hand out billions of dollars to foreign interest and not represent the values of people in your community, at that point, you are not free. You are a slave, a subject of a small cabal of people that are wielding their power with impunity. That is what you have. And it continues to uh, disintegrate public trust. And so, right. you know, one of the things that um, was in, as we were talking about the, the IRS article mm. yesterday, one of the things that they put in their, in their job listing is that this, you know, this, this army of, of armed IRS troops that are going to go door to door to make sure you pay your taxes, they're doing that to restore public trust in the taxation system. How, how uh, do you have trust in the taxation system when they're putting, let's put, put, put it up. <laughs> put, oh, the thing, the IRS, the IRS, I, I'm sorry, put up the IRS uh, job posting uh, for sociopaths and psychopaths. Do yeah, we, do we, we have, have that? We have it from, yeah, it's in, it's in oh yesterday's. Um, Give me one sec. Yeah, so there. So it talks about, we'll pull it up in just a second. If you missed yesterday afternoon's show that Apollo and I did with uh, retired Border Chief Todd Watkins talking about what the federal, how the federal government is escalating and how this new IRS army is four times larger than the U.S. Border Patrol, um, go back and watch it. But it, it talks about in this job posting that they need to be ready to use uh, lethal force, deadly force if necessary, that they need to be ready to serve war make arrests and conduct raids this is the IRS we're talking about the IRS now the IRS has always had criminal investigators they certainly haven't had 87,000 of them well they, they have more now because this is just 87,000 additional additional and, right and so this is the major they did take this down I mean, once they this did. got out, they took it down. Yes, that's right. So yesterday on the I, show, we were talking about, we, we tried to pull it up, and it was a different yes. job posting that was pulled up as we uh, as we were talking through it. And then this morning, National Review is confirming that they did, in fact, take down the job listing that talked about using deadly force. Now, do we think that they no longer have the intention no. of using deadly force? No, of course not. They're just not going to publicize it because they accidentally said the quiet part out loud. So let me just read read off this IRS post by jobs.irs.gov. Major duties adhere to the highest standards of conduct, especially in maintaining honesty and integrity. Sure. Honesty yeah. and integrity? Are you kidding me? You're a Gestapo. You're brown shirts. You can't use honesty and integrity in the same sentence as the federal government, full stop. Work a minimum of 50 hours per week, which may include irregular hours. Be on call 24-7. Why would an IRS agent be on call 24-7. Why would that even be a possibility? I mean, they like no-knock raids at like 3 in the morning. I don't know. Well, and it says in holidays, you know, Including holidays, holidays and, and weekends. weekends. Have you ever tried to call the IRS? Hold, hold on a second. <laughs> let's, let's back this up for a minute. I, I want to be really clear. Let, let's, let's break this down for a minute. They want you to work holidays and weekends 
to collect money. To collect money. To take money from taxpayers. From you. From you. They want these people to work 20... What they're basically telling you is that they're going to terrorize the American people 24 hours a day, seven days a week, be in your face on holidays, serving you with things, taking your property 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day of, of the year. And don't forget that they're doing this in the name of reducing inflation. This and, is a part of the Inflation Reduction Spending Act that they and, just passed. And this is to restore trust. To restore tr public trust, yeah. Th they want to yeah. restore trust. Th this is all about yeah. restoring trust. Yeah, I think we do now have the visual of uh, exactly exactly where the level of trust in the uh, in the federal government is. Could you play that Biden that Biden okay. video we finally have now? Oh, you don't have the one with the music. The one I sent you with the music is better. This is fine. Okay, Jill, I'm going to put on my coat. Oh, where'd Mother Sleeve go? Thanks, Nana. He tried to put his hand in his pocket. <laughs> this is how dumb this man is. Well, it's not over yet. Watch. He's got his, he's got his, finally got his coat on and oh, oh, the glasses go. So much confidence. So much, oh, so much president. this guy? Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo, wee woo. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet. Maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're for you. And, and here's the thing. It, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantees, like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. So I want to put this back up, the IRS thing back up if we can, because yeah. I think it's important that we go back to this. Maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job. They're not, re they're not recruiting IRS agents. They're recruiting an army. Right. They're recruiting an army of, of guidos to attack you, to go after their adversaries. This is why I say we must stand together, set aside petty differences, and we must become. Now, if they, if they want a militia, we should, we, should, we should, as a country, come together and say, we're not a militia, we're Americans that are standing up for other Americans. We're not gonna allow you to come into our communities anymore. You're not gonna come into our communities and take anything. You're not gonna come into our bank, you're not gonna do any of that. They will have no peace. 
And we have to remember that these are people that have planned for decades to take away from us the opportunity for life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. The next thing is carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. If the IRS was doing the duty of paying a fair share of taxes, why would they overtax people and give our money to foreign interests? Why would they leave the border open so that we can have more of a burden on the average everyday person that goes to work and kills themselves in order to provide for their family? Please tell me why in the world an IRS would have to be armed and why you'd have to restore trust for an organization that has been taking our money, stealing it, and passing it out to, to others, to themselves. Foreign contracts. Laundering con it and bringing it back. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. And it's time that we build, that we build, a we build a fraternity of Americans. Let them stay on one side. 87,000 is, is no match for 300 million. And they are deathly afraid that we as Americans are going to stand up and stand together and say, no, 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 you don't get to do that. See, it's not deadly force that they're calling for for just, you know, because you have some maniac that comes at you. That's not the deadly force. The deadly force is that American questions them and they just get to execute them. Like they did Lavoie Finicum. Yep. They executed him. That's what we're dealing with. He had his hands up. Hands up and, yeah, they executed him in cold blood. Because the federal government can do that, and they can get away with it, and they're never held accountable for anything. The state never sees accountability. They just keep going. Okay, so let's get into this if we can. I want to get into uh, B1, uh, FBI raid on Trump backfires. Eric Trump reveals what, what is now happening. It's only been four days since the FBI surprisingly raided former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence in Palm Beach, Florida. Although Trump stayed at the Trump Tower in New York City during the raid, news broke all around America that the Justice Department was looking into accusations that the Republican mishandled classified information while in office. Um, while just claims for now, it was reported that FBI agents took around 15 boxes from Trump's residence. While some officials suggest the FBI botched the raid, it appears Trump supporters showed the former president some love by showering him with donations. Uh, with Donald Trump still holding rallies all over the country, a quick glance at the crowd proves a massive support that followed him, according to the son of the former president. His father's supporters donated so much money to Trump that it not only broke records, but raised more money in a single day than ever before in recent history. BreakingDonaldTrump.com shattering all fundraising records, and I'm told they raised more money in the past 24 hours than ever before in recent history. The American people are pissed. While Trump supporters donated and voiced their disdain of how the FBI handled the raid, senior Justice Department official who served the FBI for 30 years admitted the entire fiasco was botched by the DOJ. I know that there is much speculation out there that this is political persecution, but it is really the best and the worst of the bureaucracy in action. They wanted to punctuate the fact that there was a routine law enforcement action stripped of any political overtones, and yet they got exactly the opposite. The official added that the FBI wanted to keep the raid under the radar of the pub public and media, but as the last four days have shown, they failed. Um, another official who was actually briefed on the investigation shared they were seeking to avoid any media circus. So even though everything made sense bureaucratically and the FBI feared the documents might be destroyed, they also created the very firestorm they brought to avoid the ignited the fallout. Speaking of the Daily Caller or DailyMail.com, uh, Eric Trump noted his first received the call about the raid and how the FBI mishandled the entire situation. There's 30 agents here. They told our lawyer, this, by the way, is illegal. 
They told the lawyer, you have to leave the property right now, turn off all security cameras trying to handle the raid. Eric explained how the FBI refused to give Christina Bob, Trump's lawyer, a copy of the original search warrant. Instead of giving it to her, the agents showed it to her from 10 feet away. By the way, that's uh, also a violation of law. Um, the Justice Department, you have another one for CNN that says the Justice Department is in a no-win situation as Trump fury rages on. The FBI and Justice Department have damned if they do and damned if they don't on the question of whether it promptly explain in public why the search was missing documents as former Donald J. Trump Florida resort. Uh, Attorney uh, Ge General uh, Merrick Garland is facing a uh, cacoph cacophony of demands from Republicans to uh, address the operation, including being threatened with uh, withering oversight if the GOP wins the House in November's midterm election. His failure to do so already has created a vacuum filled with, by Trump's fury, misrepresentations of the search and how conspiracy theories that the Bureau planted incriminating evidence at the home of the former president. Okay, take this down for a minute. If they did not plant evidence, why did they ask to turn off security cameras, number one? Why did they not serve the search warrant duly on the lawyer, which is actually required by law, two? Why did they do it from three feet away and ask the lawyer, who is a representative of President Trump, to actually leave the property, which is also a violation of the Constitution and of the rights of President Trump? Why would all of those things happen? And, and just the fact that they were say, able to say no, the power of the word no, is the only thing that stopped that from happening. Now, we still don't know in the chain of custody of grabbing those 15 boxes what happened in taking the 15 boxes the FBI took. And if you go back to an article that was published in May of 2022, Cash Patel came out clearly and said, I was there when they declassified these documents and that even if they mishandled the declassification, they were declassified. And that by, by rule, all President Trump has to say is they're declassified. Now, they also declassified information related to a, um, what's the, uh, what's the, uh, the uh, deal that he declassified and they still haven't released all the information? The Crossfire Hurricane, Crossfire hurricane. documentation. And there, are, there is speculation that this uh, FBI raid is to, to attempt to go get the, <laughs> the, the documents that he has relative to Crossfire Hurricane because he declassified it and then they f refused to follow, on, follow through on the lawful order to actually declassify it. But I want to go back to public trust uh, for a second because they, they really want us to believe that they, this is totally warranted routine law enforcement operation. It's never been done before. It's unprecedented. They've never done this to a former president, but they want you to believe that it's totally, uh, totally legitimate, totally routine. They want you to believe it's not political and that they, the White House didn't know, nobody in the administration knew, this is just straight up political, and then as a result, we're all you know, calling for civil war. That's what they want you to believe. And Mr. Producer, do we have the uh, press secretary video from yesterday that we showed? I think that's an important one to remind people of what their narrative is. I'm looking forward to one sec. Okay, so we have uh, the uh, uh, guys. Hit the share button if you would, please. Just I don't know if you can share where you're, depending on where you are. But it, this is an important topic. I mean, what we're talking about is not it's not a small topic. And and, and I and I want if you're the guy that is cleaning your AR-15 right now, I'm going to tell you go put your gun away, right, and go pray. Go outside and pray. Yeah. I'm not telling you there will there will not be a time that we will stand up. I won't tell you that. I won't make that promise to you. But what I will tell you is that we will exhaust every option known to man. We will make sure the line is drawn in the sand. We are Americans. Here's our line. We, we will stop them from taking back our fun. We will take back our fundamental rights. 
We will stop this, this taxation without representation and this oppressive government who literally is no, difference than, no different than Nazi Germany. These, these people are Nazis. They are Nazis. They are evil Nazis. These are little Hitlers running around our country. CNN is Hitler's newspaper. These people are evil. These little minions that run around, they're nothing but Nazi sympathists. That's what they are. Right. They are evil. But with that said, we must maintain our composure. We must maintain who we are as people. We are, we are not violent people. We are people that want peace and prosperity. But the veil is not just lifted. Ladies and gentlemen, the veil is not just lifted in the United States. It's not just being lifted in the United States of what's happening in our school systems to our children. That's not the only veil that's been lifted. We're, we're now being able to expose and talk about the things that our apparatus, our federal government apparatus, which, by the way, they are, they are a place with no land. They rule over states. But they were only supposed to be a checks and balance on the states to preserve our fundamental right. That's all they were supposed to do. But because most of you, if not all of you, do not have a full understanding of the Constitution, which we're going to change because we have someone that's going to come on and talk to you about constitutional integrity and what the Constitution truly says. But because we are ignorant of civics, because we are ignorant of true history and what these documents represent, they are allowed to do what they do as Nazis because we have forgotten all the fundamental foundation of what our country represents. So before you decide to do something stupid, I would tell you, step back and join a group and take a deep breath and take the target off of people or things, and let's work the problem together. That's what I will tell you. There's no civil war. A civil war would imply that Americans would stand on both sides of the other. These are not Americans. These are traitors. The only thing that this could ever be is a revolution. This could never be a civil war, because the fundamental values of our country, what we represent, are so ingrained in the actual ethos of who we are they want us to forget that. We're not going to forget it. We're going to teach those things so we can get back to those things. And their narrative, of course, is that we are calling we are calling for civil war. We're calling for violence. We, every day on this show, try to, to, to dis, uh, disincentivize people from violence. We are all about working through the system. We're working through the courts. We're working through the legislature. We're working through the media. We're working through the institutions and the systems to have a resolution to this to this peacefully but there has to be a resolution there has to be a redress there has to be a remedy for the grievances that we have and again their narrative I don't think we can find that video but basically Jean-Pierre the, the press secretary the super articulate press secretary came out and said uh, the White House didn't know about this raid they they did it we're not on anybody's side we just the, president biden found out with the rest of you Basement that biden. this you happened can't say, you can't say the word president right well biden i was quoting her and so right. uh so could you just there's a couple of couple of cuts i want to play here for for folks to to understand what what the narrative that they're saying versus reality can we go with b11 first please just to remind everybody about the fbi organization and the people who did this are honest independent people we do not carry water for one side or the other that's hard for people to see because so much of our country we see things through sides we are not on anybody's side Right, so uh, they're not on anybody's side. They're just campaigning for for the Uniparty, and then you know the like I said, uh, uh, the the um, 
press secretary came out and said, you know, we, we didn't know about this. The White House had nothing to do with this. Cash Patel came out and said, that is an absolute lie. There's no way that that's true. Can we play that cut, please? There's this new Newsweek story out of which I don't believe it looks like damage control, but it says here, quote, what a spectacular backfire, says the justice official. I know there's much speculation out there that this is political persecution, but it really is the best and worst of the bureaucracy in action. They wanted to punctuate the fact that this is a routine law enforcement action stripped of any political overtones and yet got the exact opposite. Your thoughts? I mean, I don't know if that's an anonymous source or what clown is saying that, but this is a, every single thing they have done is intentional. It's planned out. You cannot conduct a raid quietly with 30 guys and fly them down from the Washington field office and hide the fact that they're going to do that and show up unannounced and get a search warrant and get a judge to authorize it. This has to be author. I'm telling you, I was at DOJ. I ran some of the highest level prosecutions ever in that department during my tenure. This is something the attorney general must sign off on. The director of the FBI must sign off on. And since it has to do with the president of the United States, the White House counsel's office has to be involved. There is no other way to do that. And um, they're so just you're, you're to saying definitively then, sorry to interrupt, Joe Biden knew about this. I would say definitively the White House counsel's office knew about it, whether they told Joe Biden. How about Merrick know, Garland for sure? What's that? Merrick Garland knew about this? Hundred percent. He had to authorize it. There's no way he didn't know about it. And author. then Christopher Ray. Hundred percent. Same thing. And then Barack Obama probably too, but that's a separate issue. <laughs> so, um, truth. Then, but Joe Biden maybe is what you're saying. Maybe. I mean, look. The guy can't put his coat on. Yeah, they don't tell him anyone. anything. Like, why would they tell him anything? He's not really in charge. He's sort of just ballooning around, going to South Carolina or wherever he's off to next for a bike ride. So if I were the White House counsel, I'd probably not have told him in all reality because he would have blurted it out. He's going for a bike ride. Uh, I'm here to crash economies and bikes, and I'm all out of bikes <laughs> yesterday. You know, the scary part about it is, is that most people can't hear this message. They, they can't hear this message because truth is not something, you know, the, the, the Twitter is going to pre-qualify anything related to the election to say that nothing happened in the election at the midterms. They're going to pre-qualify all of those and shut down preemptively accounts that speak about election integrity. I would say that, that um, Eli Musk needs to hurry up and buy Twitter, get it done. Because that will allow us to just have another avenue where there are people hanging out. And I believe that there's a lot of bot traffic on there. And this is a call to action for Eli Musk specifically. And our, our group has reached out to Eli. Cause Elon. I re Elon, sorry. Did I say Eli? You've been saying Eli. What is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk. has. We've reached out to Elon Musk. And I, and I own... <coughs> I own Tesla stock because I want to support Elon Musk, but uh, is reaching out to him because I want him to, it, it doesn't matter if the technology is good that they have it at Twitter and there's 10% bot traffic or 20% or 50%, whatever it is. If he takes over Twitter at 44 billion, it'll become worth 60 billion, 70 billion, 80 billion because he will restore order inside of the organization and bring in some of the smartest guys out there to make sure the infrastructure does not support bot traffic and allow it to be a place of, of free expression. I believe that will, will happen. So we're trying to reach out to him and just say, hey, look, what if, what if we challenge you? Why did I say Eli? Uh, what, was I, what was I thinking? Yeah, I know an uh, Eli, but we're not going to talk about him. 
He's, oh. he's a trash bag. Um, so I want to I want to talk about this new development in the IRS story that we've that we've we've got going. But first, I want to um, I want to talk about the fax blast. So the fax blast today is about the IRS story again. If you, you have not uh, if you have not seen yesterday afternoon's show where we break down with retired federal agent what the FBI what the federal government is doing through through their expansions and escalations so here is today's letter to Congress mr. producer if you could pull up the uh, the page on conservative-daily.com attention Congress we haven't yet heard your statement denouncing the Biden regime's weaponization of the federal government against American citizens we're still waiting for you to go on record about the US government's violations of the Bill of Rights now as we dig into to your latest money laundering scheme, also known as the Inflation Reduction Act, we learn that you're building an army of armed IRS special agents who must be ready to use a firearm to use deadly force in the field. You've also taken President Trump's simplified tax system, one that made our lives easier and made it more complicated than it was before. Is prosecuting taxpayer confusion as a crime the intent of your new IRS army? This is your army. Congress, you created this, you wrote it, you passed it, and today you defend it. This newly expanded law enforcement force is four, size the time, four times the size of the U.S. Border Patrol. It is more than eight Army infantry divisions, more than four Army Corps. And for a really poignant comparison, the U.S. committed around 73,000 troops on D-Day to punch a hole in Hitler's Atlantic Wall to defeat tyranny. Biden needs 87,000 jackboots to ensure tyranny succeeds in America. We are alarmed and we have had enough. You promised to protect our rights on the campaign trail. You swore an oath to protect them when assuming office. We don't want to hear your empty rhetoric and unfulfilled promises any longer. We demand you set this right. Remember your oath and start doing your job. If you cannot, then resign in disgrace for the complete and total failure to achieve the objectives for which you were hired. I couldn't rewrite it. (laughs) So just just so you know, every day I send a fax, I send one to our Congress, Congress people. Every day. Every day I send it, I send it to everyone. And I can't rewrite that. I can't add to it. I can't delete from it. I can't, nobody, you can't write it. This, by the way, is the message that we should send to Congress over and over and over again. And we are. Right, we are sending. We are, we are going to put. So, you know, people say to me, "Why are we going to talk to Congress? Why, why are we? They're useless. They're not going to do anything. Why are we going to beg them to to do what we want them to do? Not We're begging. not begging them. We're putting them on notice. Okay, we are redress. We are we are petitioning our government for a redress of grievances. We are asking for a remedy for the fact that they have violated our rights repeatedly, over and over and over again, and they continue to do it to today. And we're going to get into this uh, this the rest of this IRS story, but we need to hold them accountable. We need to use our voice every single day. They need to be getting that letter. I was really pleased to see that yesterday's letter was sent. There's several people out there, thank you so much, who sent it to the entire Congress. They they actually said, so every member of Congress got yesterday's letter. We need to do that. They need to get multiple of them. They need to know that the American people are finished. They need to know that the American people are done with, their, with, with this boondoggle in Washington 
Washington D.C. that is crushing us. So now let's talk about let's talk about the the latest in this IRS story. Uh, I believe the cut we are looking for is C1. C1. Tax and climate bill could massively expand IRS union. This is important for you guys to know, which almost exclusively donates to Democrats. The Inflation Reduction Act would provide $80 billion to the IRS, which aims to hire 87,000 new agents. It goes on to say in this that the funds increased for the IRS potentially uh, tens of thousands of new agents may be a big boost for the union representing Treasury Department employees, a group that is active in politics and donates most exclusively to Democrat politicians. The National Treasury Employees Union, which claimed to represent about 70,000 IRS employees, 70,000. So they're going to double that. And strongly endorsed the climate and tax bill called the Inflation Reduction Act 22, which could allow for federal tax collecting agencies to hire nearly 87,000 employees. Over the next decade, many of the new employees could join the union which through a political action committee gives almost 100% of its funds to Democrat politicians and committees. This is, this is, and they claim this to be bipartisan, right? Then, yeah. I just before the before you go into the next paragraph, they claim, oh no, we give we give funds to everyone. We give funds to Democrats and Republicans, and you know now you can can read that last paragraph. So the uh, NTEU's PAC has donated predominantly to Democrat politicians in previous cycles through its political action committee. The union's PAC gave around fifty nine thousand to help Democrats seek re-election in twenty twenty, compared to eighteen thousand donated to Republicans, according to Open Secrets. Totally bipartisan. In twenty twenty two cycle. Uh, they have dropped over 200,000, supporting 100 Democrats in the House and 10 Senates, as well as several Democrat committees, just $2,500 supporting two House Republicans. So they're not hiding it anymore. Uh, the union has given 30,000 to Democrat National Committee in both 2020 and 2022 cycles, and as well as very large donation to Democratic campaign committees. Uh, Maggie ha Hassan, a uh, Democrat from Maine, received 10,000 the current cycle from the PAC reps David McKinley and Maria Salazar are the only Republicans who have received NTEU PAC funds this cycle. At $2,500 compared to 200000 Yeah. So, you know, it, um, the, the, this is a boon for these organizations that want to weaponize themselves against us. Here's the problem with when they unionize people under this, this environment. It allows them to not get fired. So when they lose the House, lose the Senate, when it, it's going to be very difficult to once you have those 87,000 seats to to cut 87,000 jobs, and that's really what needs to happen. We've been trying to standardize tax law for many, many years. Uh, if you'll do me a favor, this is just in Colorado. The new rules changes for 2021. Um, yeah, if you can let me see that really quick. I, I, mean, I think that one of the things that you and this is just this. Th so this book is called the Red Book. It's just 2021, and it is a catalog, a I listing of all of the uh, rule changes. So it catalogs. Here's the original statute. Here's the change. Here's the new one. The book is 300 pages. It's 300 pages. It's an eight-point font spreadsheet cataloging it, law changes. This is just for one year. This is one year of rule changes. In Colorado, yeah. just Colorado. See that book? If you want to look at the rule changes for the IRS in 2021, it's nearly 900 pages long. 900 pages long. So what do we think that those 87,000 armed agents are going to be going after? That's why I said in the facts blast, 
are you trying to prosecute confusion as a crime? Because I, I said this on the show yesterday. I, my husband got a new job recently and had to fill out a W-4. It's a different form now. You don't put down your number of dependents anymore. Okay, you okay, don't put, me, put that down. Yeah. You, you, you have wanna, to guess a dollar figure. I want to do a correction. So I said $59,000 for Democrats and for Demo Dems. It's $590,000 for Democrats and $18,000 for Republicans. And that's 2020. That's 2020. And this is 200000 for Democrats and $2,500 for Republicans, but totally bipartisan. So, so you see what they're doing, and I think we understand what they're doing, but how do we work the problem? How do we work the problem? And how, how by the way, through all this, do we stop them from doing the things that they are doing? I want to play now a video from Project Veritas. And this just outlines kind of this, I'm not going to call it scary, because I think we're win. We have to work the problem. We have to, we have to eliminate these 87,000 jobs. We have to hold them accountable. No politician should have peace. And you're like, man, right. I got to go work. No, they should not have peace. We should work round the clock on ways that we can stop them. That's what we should be doing. Let's go ahead and play, if you can, Project Veritas video. They say the race is going to come down to Kelly Chewbacca and Senator Murkowski. So anyone who votes for Pat Chesborough first and ranks Senator Murkowski second, that vote is going to become a vote for Senator Murkowski. So ballot measure two is her key to winning. Yeah. While well, we were working on ballot measure two and voting for ballot measure two, we have Senator Murkowski in mind the whole time. Did she sponsor that? She stayed quiet. And honestly, it was probably best she stayed quiet on that. Uh, Murkowski is running for re-election in Alaska's federal Senate representative. It will be the first time ranked choice voting is used to determine the winner. Ballot measure two asks voters to pick second and third choice candidates in addition to their favorite. And those preferences are counted if no one wins a majority, since they might want the second choice votes of their opponent's supporters. Some people's ballots don't end up counting in the final results if they haven't specified a second or third choice. Because in Alaska, overall, it helps if, you, if you're more progressive because it selects more moderate candidates. Okay. And between you and me, ballot measure two was actually created. I, I think it was created for two reasons. Number one, it was created because there were people in the state who wanted to see a better system. But they also wanted Lisa to get reelected. And the big thing that's going to get more, more progressive elected it was the two other portions, the ranked choice voting vote primaries. And actually, so our comms director, his name is Shay. He was the comms director for ballot measure two. That was his job previously, so that's how we know him. And I would just talk to Shay, honestly, just about um, his experience with ballot measure two and, vote, and voting reform. I would limit Excellent. your conversation to just that because it's probably not appropriate to discuss anything else. Um, and because he works for the campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he can't say too much. Mm -hmm. And like, like I can't say too much, but I just I trust you. You know. Would you say this ballot measure two? definitely gives her a better chance for the primary. I think that I think that she um, is definitely going, I mean, if the system were different, um, I can't say whether or not it, uh, this has benefited her. I, just, I will say, like, it, it benefits coalition-style right. candidates, and she's definitely a coalition-style yeah. candidate. I know a lot of people who are working on ballot measure, too. I don't think she has ever worked for Senator Murkowski, but I know a lot of other people who worked on that have worked for Senator Murkowski. So Calandra and Associates, they're a consultant that works for the campaign right now. 
they worked on ballot measure two, and the founder and one of the employees, um, Rachel and Jackson, um, they are both former Murkowski staffers. Um, Brian does. You know Brian. Um, he actually used to work for Planner Associates. I bet he probably helped with ballot measure two as well. Like, wow! So there's a happy, happy family working on behalf mm -hmm. of Lisa, but with uh, pretense that they were working on the ballot measure. Mm -hmm. So everybody has been con have, were connected with her, big time. Did she sponsor that? She stayed quiet, and honestly, it was probably best she stayed quiet on that. She, publicly, but mm -hmm. she was behind it. From yeah, she supports it. Yeah, from the get go. <laughs> of course, yeah, she does. Like, I think she like technically stayed neutral, but like you know, <laughs> like while we were working on ballot measure two and voting for ballot measure two, we have Senator Murkowski in mind the whole time. You're not going to see the campaign come out and necessarily support progressive things. I mean, behind closed doors, we have Fox, you know. Yeah, they framed it, they framed it basically, you know, this, this gives you more choice. This makes us a way of better candidates. You know, if it was a progressive measure, it wouldn't um, really work. And, yes. Yeah. So the entire campaign, there's a lot of registered dance, right? There's a good amount, actually, yeah. Not We're being strategic with our messaging walking a fine line, I guess that's what I'm saying, um, to try to get her elected. So Southeast is pretty, um, a lot of registered Democrats, and so going to the Southeast Fair, that's why I encountered. Like, they were like, I'm a registered Democrat, but I want to vote for Lisa. Like, that's, she's definitely getting in the primary with the ranked choice voting. Like, that's not. That was very strategic. Is strategically done in the way it was framed to ensure that she wins the primary. Mm -hmm. right. And it'll also help us in the general, too. <laughs> Every single Pat Chesbro voter who ranks Senator Murkowski second, we get the votes. If we can get people to do that, then we have it in the bag. This is unbelievable. I mean, you have to understand the implications of what you just heard. Number one, it combines the left and the right party. The Democrats are the Republicans, and the Republicans are the Democrats. They are. And they're working on a ballot measure in order to rank choice voting, which, by the way, is the tool of bastardizing our entire election process. One person, one vote. That's what it's supposed to be. One person, one vote. And instead, with this, they're able to manipulate the ballot Keep in mind, they make things so confusing for people that they end up voting things in and putting stuff on the ballot in order to make sure their person wins. That's, that's organized crime, people. That's what organized crime is. That's what happens when you're in a system of slavery. What you're actually watching is the illusion that your vote means anything, and they mathematically manipulate everything around you in order to get their person in office so they can steal more money from you and take more away from the American people. That's what that system does, and they're admitting it. Well, and as we think about the voting machines and, you know, we, we, when we look at the data that comes out, we've been looking at a lot of this from uh, Jeff O'Donnell's telegram, the data that comes out the back end of the system where you see that they're controlling, but they're still, for most states, just counting, right? They're not tabulating. When you bring in ranked choice voting, you've now legitimized the need for fractional votes. Yeah. You've, added, uh, you've added complex algebra into a system that was just meant to tally, and it... Uh, 
you know, continues to legitimize what what they've been pushing for with an election system that cannot be verified, is completely opaque, and is stealing the, the voice and the will of the American people. They're just legitimizing it before our eyes. And you can see from this video, this Project Veritas video, that these uh, staffers know exactly what they're doing. And Lisa Murkowski knows exactly what she's doing. They're fixing elections. And, and, and this, is, this is why we have to simplify our elections, get back to paper ballots. Everything is connected. All of the symptoms that we're facing today, from inflation to IRS agents to open borders to you know, the, the, the anemic nature that they put under the border patrol, letting people come across our borders, monkeypox, COVID-19, uh, big pharma putting psychotropic drugs into your children, school system grooming your children. These are big problems, but they're symptoms of the bigger problem. And that is you don't have a voice. And they have developed an evil cabal. They have taken God out of our community. They have stopped us from getting to the place where we have absolute ability. I mean, I mean, and I mean absolute. Absolute ability to have accountability. To have consequences for bad behavior. It's, and and we, we just saw the Mockingbird media. Now on we see, cue. Right on cue. Now we see this criminal behavior. And then many of you will say this. We saw Sussman with criminal behavior, nothing happened. We saw Clinton with criminal behavior, nothing happened. When information was collected, they took information on Hunter Biden and they threw it in the river. And if it wasn't for people like Marco Polo and Garrett Ziegler and all of those guys, that never would have come to the surface. And by the way, it's not, it's not what's the guy's, Maxie's name? He's not the one that broke through the stuff with the Hunter Biden laptop. He wasn't the one that did it. Garrett did. Garrett worked on this for eight, yeah. and the whole team at, at Marco Polo. Yeah. But they're the ones that did this. They're the ones that did it. And, and I don't want to mention, you know, how it was syndicated or anything else. But I will tell you, Kanakoa the Great, go check out his channel. Brian CanCon, yeah. Brian Lupo, CanCon, Gateway Pundit. And you can say, oh, you know, their, their founder is gay. I don't care. Don't care. I don't care. I mean, how, how can we sit here and say we accept people where they are, not where we want them to be, if we want to attack him for who he is? I don't care. As long as he's not hurting kids, I don't care. I don't care what you do with your life as long as you're not hurting kids. He is pointing the guns towards the people, and I say guns metaphorically. He's pointing our efforts towards the, the light at the end of the tunnel. That's what he's doing. And that light is running towards accountability inside of our government and shrinking these POSs. That's what he's doing. And we have to, we have to continue to push home on truth. That's it. But it is the most powerful weapon that we have, right? We have we have the truth on our side. I was talking about this. I did the show um, Sovereign Souls last night, which is on Rumble and DLive. I tried to find it. I couldn't find oh, it. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get the link me. out. Yeah. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Joan Up is a, is a great host. And Pionon, who is one of the J6... Uh, victims of the government is is producing that show and it was a, it was a lot of fun but we were talking about how uh the the um i lost my lost my train of thought Sorry, I I there say no it's okay i've done that to you so many times it's okay um but uh if you're if we're what were we talking about we were talking about uh so you just did it to me i, I just, just did it to yeah, you yeah we did yeah um anyway uh 
Go check out the show, Sovereign Souls, if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's on all, Rumble, DLive, all those all alternative alternative channels. But the one thing that, that they want us to do is shut up. They want us to stop. They want us, because as we talk, and, and I'm by we I mean all of us, right? All of you out there who are sharing information, who are having conversations, that is exactly what we need to be doing. There is um, this, this book here that I have given Joe to read and he hasn't read it yet. Uh, Live Not By Lies, which is based on the life and uh, work of Solzhenitsyn. Uh, when you talk about being the lesser magistrate and getting in the gap for, for future generations and for this generation, the way that we do this is by not participating in the lie. It is by telling the truth, that's what it was, it was truth. Speaking truth, uh, being unafraid to say truth. I want you to fax your legislators. I also want you to call them. I want you to email them. If you can show up at their local offices, I want you to do that totally peacefully, but you don't have to be polite, right? You do not have to go out there and say, oh, oh, thank you for hearing me and um, so much decorum and please, please will you hear what I have to say? No, we pay their salaries. They made promises. They swore an oath, and they're violating it. They need to be very uncomfortable right now. I don't want anybody to do anything that is not peaceful. We have to be peaceful, but we have to be present as well. Yeah. yeah. So, by the way, Tim says something. Uh, uh, LSR. So I'm giving a, a shout out to him. I know who it is. So no matter how many actual votes come in for a candidate, the software-generated result that is set to that percentage, he's explaining that, that, that it's... You know, in, in essence, they're they're cheating, yeah. and they're cheating, and they want to convince you that they're not cheating. Uh, Mr. Producer, I just put something up there that that uh, that somebody trying to shoot at the Cincinnati office of the FBI is true, and now they are trying to frame um, patriots. So they will lie. And this lie will go across in the ma in the mainstream, you know, puppet media. An armed suspect threatened the Cincinnati FBI office today in the midst of 48 hours of denunciations of the FBI by right-wing politicians and media members over the Trump search. Um, yes, we denunciate them because they're trash. And they've proven themselves to be trash. And they've proven themselves to be un-American. They've proven themselves to be the evil of our society. And they've proven themselves to be brown shirts and against American interests and treasonous traitors. They've proven it, not me. Do you want me to play the video? Now, that doesn't mean, by the way, that does not mean, yeah, I do. That does not mean, by the way, that we should ever go to violence. It just right. means that let's call them what they are. These are these are Nazi. These are Nazis. No matter what the left says, words are not violence. We still have the First Amendment. We can assemble. We can speak. We can practice our religion. We can associate with whomever we want to. And in times like this, our I really believe that our job is to become so free that we're ungovernable by them. We have to use our rights while we still have them before they take them away. And we need to force them to publicly make their moves, right? We've been talking all week about how the state is escalating. The state continues to escalate against uh, the American people. They've, uh, you know, reached an apex now by by violating President Trump's Fourth Amendment. But we, we have to call it out. We have to speak it aloud. They want to do these things in the darkness. They want to do, they, they want to, like, as you heard the narrative, oh, they tried to make this a routine law enforcement. They really didn't want this on people's radars, that they were going to raid Mar-a-Lago. 
Yeah. Right? They need yeah. to hear from every single American. You think they oh they just laugh at us. They're not going to they don't take us seriously when we talk to our legislators. Oh, I I promise you. When they get volumes and volumes of messages from pissed off Americans, it absolutely has an impact and it will reach a tipping point. Yeah, it absolutely will. Um, I want to uh, go ahead and play that. Go ahead and play that piece, if you would. This is some sort of a threat. That person appeared to be armed. There is some conflicting information about whether that person had body, body armor. There were some reports that they had body armor. There were some reports that maybe that body armor didn't exist. This is all still developing, so uh, investigators are still trying to put all this together. But this is the FBI center. It's very secure. You can see they have fences up here there's cameras there's a place you go through here then you go into another building this is a pretty secure building it's really secure. So whoever showed up here they had a weapon there was some sort of threat perceived uh sheriff's deputies came here just a short time ago uh and uh they've been here and they have left we are told that the fbi is sending a uh what they call a um response team uh, I have it here somewhere oh it's an evidence response team so what they'll be doing is trying to collect evidence from the scene here so what they'll do is they'll come in with this crew they'll collect any kind I'm told mostly physical evidence is what they're looking for although it'll be difficult to see if anything you know literally from here in the parking lot it doesn't look like anything but these are professionals and they'll be collecting anything that they can uh, and they'll be doing that in a short order. I'm told this is about to be taped off here, so that hasn't even happened yet. So this is going to be basically what's a crime scene, uh, and they're going to try and figure out exactly what happened here. Uh, so again, there are cameras here, and those cameras may have captured something. Uh, the person drove off. We're told okay, uh, that once they I left, he's uh, standing. He's standing in the middle of a crime scene. They're going to tape this off soon. <laughs> They're going to tape it off. I'm seeing contaminated. Also, who wants to bet that the guy that shot at the FBI was actually set up by the FBI? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's probably, yeah, he's like, well, to go with to that person, civil war narrative person. we played, right? They need, they yeah. can't, they can't just have the narrative. They have to have some action. That's, that's how the FBI rolls. And they'll say that they won't, weren't able to get them. And they'll, they'll say that it's, it's definitely some patriot or some Ray Epps. It's probably Ray Epps. Yeah. But they had fences and cameras. Super secure. How could they not get evidence, Joe? Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's, <laughs> they, uh, they might be able to capture the person that did it, and they they were absolutely armed, and they shot at the FBI office. Listen, let me explain something to you. Patriots are a lot smarter than that. We draw a line in the sand. We learn the power of the word no, and we're we're not we're we're very restrained. We're very patient. We've had to put up with stupid people for a long time. We're very patient people. Now, there are those that will run to violence, not understanding it's a slow-turning ship, and we'll turn the ship. we got a line in the sand. You can't get up next against that line. We will not move. We are very rigid today, and we'll continue to get more rigid over the next couple of months and the next couple of years. But with that said, we're, we're not going to go to violence. Right. But, but this is what they do every time. They create rhetoric, right? And, and frankly, there's a, there's a video that's going around. I don't know if you guys saw it. The video go around of a guy going, for his multiple crimes... Did you see that on the no. Trump raid? No. I have to find this. All right. While you're looking for that, I want to tell you, so tomorrow is Friday. We have a lot of fun on the show on Fridays. We want to start bringing in some of your feedback. So the question for tomorrow that we want everybody to think about and send your responses, Mr. Producer, correct me if I don't get this right, info at conservative-daily.com. 
We want, that's where, yeah. So we want you to send your responses to info at conservative-daily.com. The question is, what do you think the FBI found in Trump's safe? Give us your best, your best, you know, Hunter, Hunter Biden smoking crack pictures. That one's already been used. The, the super gay, I don't know if you want to put that meme back up about the letter being super gay. Those have already been used. We want to see the creativity of this audience in action. So send us your, your thoughts on what they found, what the FBI, how did Trump troll the FBI, what they find in the safe when they went in. Send that to info at conservative-daily.com and we will read some of your responses on the air tomorrow. Okay, so I'm trying to find this video, but it was in response in New York City and I saw it like several places um, let me see if I can find this. Uh, mm, I didn't see it. Daggone it. But it, it's a guy that they interviewed on the streets in New York City about what they felt about the Trump raid on Mar-a-Lago. And he goes, well, and he was asked a simple question. He goes, well, what crimes did Trump commit? He goes, well, yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't answer. He goes, I'm done talking to you. That is what the left does. Yeah. They do not have truth on their side. That is what GOP establishment rhino Republicans do. See, we've been infiltrated at every, our country has been infiltrated, our political apparatus has been, has been infiltrated, and these people are out there trying to destroy everything that our country stands for because they see us as a threat. They see our intelligence as a threat. They see our ability to stand up and have courage as a threat. That's why weak people Take advantage of people that they pay a bunch of money to and say, hey, all you have to do is just say, I'm doing my job, just doing my job. And they use examples like us where they come after us with impunity. These examples like us to, to, to basically be able to say, don't, don't, don't step in the gap. I'm going to tell you all we need to all step in the gap or you'll all be dead. Those are, those are your two choices. But let's pray. We're out of time. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have here to be here today. Thank you for the many patriots, the many Americans that are standing in the gap that are ready, Father. They're ready to have faith but act in your faith. Thank you, Father, for the commitment that people are making to each other in the community to love on each other, to take down the, the literal fences that they built between their neighbors. Thank you for those people that are taking those down. Thank you for putting it on their heart to take them down and to stop the division and walk door to door just creating unity. Yes. Father, we know that, that the evil of our society is trying to convince us that you do not exist, yet every day you show us more and more the power and the authority you have over this world. I know that the church is converted, or perverted, and it has perverted your words, Father. It has perverted your message, your mission. It has perverted the ability for us to keep you in the foundation of, of our community. It is asked us, the, these people in churches have siloed you, Father, into a place where only inside the confines of the church are you supposed to be allowed to be spoken. And Father, I just would ask right now that you break those chains and that you expose those churches and you, you rise up the true, true church. You rise up you in our community and you give people the ability to speak truth, Father, unfettered truth, to speak that truth in order to be an ambassador for truth and to create that foundation, to reestablish that foundation in our community that is founded on you, Father. Father, I would just ask you to give and protect all the people in our communities in America 
that you protect them. You protect their hearts and their minds. Father, I would ask you that, you that you give patience, you give clarity, wisdom to those people that are frustrated, that you put peace on their hearts and take away any sort of contentment, that you allow them to stand in the gap, draw the line, learn the power of the word no, but recognize they cannot act outside the confines of the laws that we're trying to make sure that they establish and reroute into our system of accountability, Father. Father, I would just ask you to f expose more the evil that's out there so that more people can wake up and find their God courage, find their courage to stand shoulder to shoulder with other people in their community and recognize the difference between right and wrong. Father, I would ask you to silence those tech companies, silence the mainstream media, silence them, and, and, and give people the, the ability to have discernment so they can recognize that these people are nothing but liars. They are nothing but cheats. They are nothing but the devil themselves that are trying to overtake this world, Father. We know this world is yours. It does not belong to the devil. That is a lie of the church. And I would just ask you to reinforce that in the hearts and minds of not only Americans, but people all around the world. Father, help us to be a symbol for truth. Help us to be a symbol for courage. Help us to recognize that we must stand for our children and recognize the sacrifices that will be necessary and willingly walk towards those sacrifices in order to protect our children and future generations. Father, we ask for all of these things, and we thank you for just giving us the things that we've had in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. You know, I don't know how you can walk through this world and discern what's true if you don't have the Holy Spirit. Uh, it is a, it, there, there's so much lies. There's so much deception. We saw that Mockingbird video. We've seen them. When I, when I first heard that video uh, last night on the Sovereign Souls show, uh, I ended it when, when they ended the video, I just, I just said, this is very dangerous to our democracy because it's the same playbook. They've been doing this for a very long time. The media is a tool of the state and they are telling you lies. And the only way, because these lies, uh, the, these lies come from the centralized World Economic Forum, they they flow down through the the services organizations that then do projects and build you know uh, build back better type of of methods and and processes and tools into their service offerings, and those service offerings get delivered in every industry around the world. Um, it's very dangerous where we are and there are lies all around us inside industry in the media in our government in academia uh, we have to be able to discern what's true and the only way that I know how to do that is through the Holy Spirit so if you don't know Jesus and you don't have the Holy Spirit yet uh, reach out to us because we'll introduce you and uh, really you 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 need you need God just watch the podcast and then find a good pastor I can't handle the many calls as I get now. Call me. I'll I talk to you. Don't, shh, shh, shh. don't call Joe. He's too busy. I'll call. I'll, I'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not busy at all. All right. Hey, listen. Mm. I, I want to give some encouragement out and a shout out to my friend Craig. Uh, Craig sent me this text message. I've known Craig for many, many years. And he said, thanks for praying so much. It really opened my heart up seeking after God. Hope you're doing well. So, Craig, I'm doing well. And I say, God bless you. And this is the encouragement that I love seeing because it shows me that prayers are working. You pray too. I'll see you guys at 4 o'clock. Until God then, bless. have a great day. God bless you all.
If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.